coming at you live from the Detroit studios in downtown Farmington Hills. It's Settle It on the Screen Live! Tonight's hosts are Mike Janae, Nick Hauslander, and Ning Lendo. Tonight we're going to check out some forgotten treasures. Glenn, perhaps, checking out some Sega games? And of course, we'll have all the latest video game world records from TwinGalaxies.com. What day is it? It's Wednesday. That's, that's what day it is. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You are now watching Settle It on the Screen Live. I'm Nick. Looks weird. Michael's not here tonight, so it's going to be a little different of an episode. But, of course, I am also joined by my virtual co-host, Mr. Ninglendo. How you doing, Glenn? Doing great. I'm loving the jacket. That's a fine jacket you have there, sir. Yes, and the reason I'm wearing the jacket is because tonight is the last night because Mr. Janae is back. What's up, buddy? Good, you know? How you been? I've been all right. I've been all right. Out you were... A little bit, you know? You were in Russia for a couple little, weeks, right? Which explains the viewership tonight. Okay, yes. Yeah. Thanks, uh, comrades, <laughs> for botting up the stream. We really appreciate uh, <laughs> it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no. Little, Good? Little horrible kid crud going around the oh, house, but yikes. everybody got sick and stayed sick for a long time, but we're good now. I was going to say, you sound good, you look good. Yeah, I feel good. Yeah. And good, Reginald. And I can sign this jacket. And you can sign the jacket, Mr. Mr. Geno. I'm not going to do while it's on you. That's weird. No, I actually, we tried it at the MGC. Yeah. It didn't work. Okay. It was just this, it was just kind of like this, yeah. and nothing was happening. Yeah. And it was like, okay, I'm going to not wear this for the yeah, rest of the time. Yeah, unless you're getting a tattoo on your body, I'm not drawing anything <laughs> Exactly. <on>. <laughs> but without further ado, we do something on this show, which is to celebrate you guys, the world record holders. Hey. World records! World records in one! World records! World records in one! World records! World records in what? We got those world records yeah. playing video games! All the world records verified at TwinGalaxies.com Oh, Mr. Brissy! We got John Brissy from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. On the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, Kawasaki Superbike Challenge, PAL. Mexico fastest lap, 1 minute, 21.59 seconds. Congratulations, Mr. Brissy. Uh, Mr. I believe John is starting a new trend again, new uh, record possibly. Listen, I was out for like three weeks. Yeah. And you couldn't oust this, this fool. <laughs> He's still submitting <laughs> records. He, well, he did, um, he did miss a day. Oh. The streak did end. Wow. Yeah. It was a sad day here. Oh, what did we do? Uh, we didn't do anything, actually. Oh. It was just, there wasn't, it wasn't there. You just canceled the show? That yeah. Night? Yeah, okay. it was uh, Mr. Brissy. Yeah, it was weird. It felt weird. It was It was an empty, it's good to know. you could call it the vacant episode. You can't, you can't do that, John. No, but congratulations, John. Always nice to have you back. All right. We have Jens Harbors from Sunnydale, California on the Android platform, Hill Climb Racing, Super Off-Road. Haunted Distance. Is that a comma? 2,811? Yeah, 2,811 wow, meters. that's yep. a lot of meters. That's a lot of meters. 2,811 meters in the hill climb. Yes. Nice going, Mr. Harbors. Congratulations. Oh! oh! What? Oh, look at this guy. We have Michael Sroka. 
from downtown Farmington Hills, <laughs> Nintendo Wii, Green Day Rock Band, single player, horseshoes and hand grenades. On the guitar, 163,197. First uh, Rock Band record, right? Oh, yeah, I believe this is, uh, he just got the game. I think he's played a couple times, but, yeah, um, right. but yeah, congratulations, Mike. <laughs> Definitely a different game for you to play. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Surprising. Branching out. And, uh, I love it when we uh, get to, Mike gets so mad when we announce his world oh, records. Yeah. It's awesome. It's good. But, well, yeah. he's not here, so. <laughs> How you doing, Mike? Mike yeah. Mike's out tonight. Um, Mike's taking a taking a breather, so good for him. Yeah, good for Mike. Got to get those records in there. Exactly, he's playing rock band. <laughs> uh, we got Pete Hahn from Ghost Town, USA. Oh. The Arcade Eswat. Uh, Eswat. That's different. Is that kind of like the 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 virtual yeah, cops? Like slot, well, that's a different digital. game, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got Cyber Police. Oh, Cyber. See, I just needed to finish the sentence. That's right. It's all online, man. Um, and that looks like the internet from the 90s. But uh, points, 2,494,600. So congratulations, Mr. Han. Han. Han, my Hans. Good job. All right, we have Max, Max Haraske, Lightspeed, Connecticut. Lightspeed, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, i got to change it. Yeah. I've been using it too much. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> um, PlayStation 4, The Pinball Arcade, Safecracker, Assault on the Vault. Points five million nine hundred seventy-five thousand three hundred and twenty. Yes. Well done, Max. Not bad, Max. Great game. Too. Yep. Yeah. All right, we have Jason Vasilov from Richard, Vermont. <laughs> it's funny. See, got him. Yep. I know that one was pretty good. <laughs> Main thief points. Tournament settings: one hundred one thousand one hundred and ten points. Congratulations to Jason. That's a great game, too. It's a hard score to read. One zero one 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 one. I know. It's what you did on purpose. That's a that's a <laughs> arcade game that uses the uh, cassette. I do believe cassette tape. Oh, I oh, love cool. the cassette. We saw one of those at the Midwest Gaming Classic. Yeah. Um, it was awesome. We're not done yet. I had to say, Mister Vasilov, uh, got your message last night. You oh. bringing up Nikolai Borshevsky scoring on Tim Shovelay. Oh. That's a heartbreaking. That is, we don't talk about that here, okay? <laughs> it's Though it's been 24 years, it's still devastating to Mike and I. So <laughs> it's, it's like losing a child. It is. No, it's difficult. No it's difficult for us to get over that. Oh. One. <laughs> so I just need to bring that up. Thanks a lot, Jason. Shirk. <laughs> we got Mr. Clay Karzuski from Canada. Oh. Uh, Self-portrait, by the way. He did that himself. Good. Remember, um, remember. Yeah. <laughs> that an app score. <laughs> the Commodore 64, Gauntlet, EMU, that's uh, not Eastern Michigan University, but it's emulation. Uh, I know every, a lot of people were thinking that. Yeah. Uh, points, 555,555, which is a tie uh, with Mr. <laughs> Dietrich. 1,080? Yep. What's up? Is the... The picture says 1,080. <laughs> it sure does. does it, it does. I did it again. <laughs> Let's just move off of that one. <laughs> Been in the studio a little too long. Um, I'll take this one, too. Rodrigo Lopez from Penn Santa Catarina, uh, Brazil. Android Angry Bird Seasons on Finn Ice. Three stars. Stove. 62,370. Congratulations, Mr. Lopez. Well done. Yes. Yeah. All right, for the Atari 2600 VCS Dolphin NTSC Game 1 Difficulty B, 299,990 <laughs> points, which is also a tie 
from Rudy Ferretti. A lot of people. Like a whole lot of people. A ton tied. of people, yeah. It's a tie. Seems to be a max out. It's an 8 million way tie for that particular score. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Wow. Yeah. All right, we have David Holy Cross from North Carolina on the PC. Love points, 3,200. Congratulations to David. Yes, we haven't seen David in a while. We've seen yeah. him in the chat. We haven't seen him in the, the world record rankings Very in cool. a bit. So it's good to have you back, uh, David. And I would like to say my apologies to Clay. Uh, on occasion, it does happen about <laughs> once a week, if you guys haven't noticed. I mix it up, yes. Yeah, what happens when you're doing like 40 world records a yeah, day? A <laughs> oh yeah. A uh, <laughs> you're lucky it's actually your pictures in some of these things, people. <laughs> there, you're not. You're not wrong. <laughs> but before we forget, tomorrow night, and I am excited about this. Oh, good night. The H1Z1 Fight for the Crown, three hundred thousand dollar prize pool, is airing live. Well, it's not live. It is airing live to you because you're watching yeah, it, and you know. It's appointment television. Right. This isn't something that you should DVR and watch. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard on the CW. Cool. Uh, we have the new the new video. And this is pretty cool because it's kind of awesome that Twin Galaxies is involved something on network television. Hey, man. I'm excited about that, man. But check it out. Oh, hey. Glenn's watching. Hey. I'm watching. <laughs> Stars. 15 teams. $300,000. Let's go, baby. H1Z1. Fight for the crowd. Special presentation Thursday, April 20th on the CW. Yes, and there is the prize pool, and Glenn's just can't, won't go away. Uh, <laughs> you can win me. Yeah, you could win. Oh, you could win Glenn is the prize. Whoa! <laughs> but the first, pl first place uh, split between the team, $180,000. Wow. is a lot of money for a video yeah. game. Um, but like we said, that is going to be airing tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern cool. time. Local CW affiliates. Um, I know I am going to be watching. And right afterwards, guess what? You can watch H1Z1 at 9 and then watch us at 10. Yay. It works out perfectly. Yeah. Uh, but please check that out. Remember, tomorrow. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. We will not be on the CW, though. You're going to have to switch. No, definitely. Oh, we're not prime time ready. Then, yeah. We're barely internet ready. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have another one of these. Uh, we, we do a, the video game uh, game show called what day is it and we did uh we did quite a few at the midwest gaming classic we're gonna do another live uh whole show um in studio but here is another one with a familiar face i think a lot of people will recognize what day is it and here's your host josh houselander how's it going everybody we're here on the last day of the Midwest Gaming Classic. It's also day 1004 in the search for Adam Jacobowitz, if you're wondering. Um, but this is the very last day. People are starting to leave, but there's still a lot of people milling around, a lot of good, a lot of cool stuff going on. But we're here with Chris Teeter. We're going to play our favorite game show. Just mm -hmm. a small variation of it, because I'm not in a suit and Eddie Zaharski is not here, so it mm -hmm. can't be the official game. But, as you may or may <laughs> not know, as you may or may not know, there is only three answers to the... Oh, yeah, let, me, let me interrupt. Who are oh. we, who, who's playing today? Chris Teeter. How are you? I, I knew who he is. He was on our show at okay. some point. How did you, you have a good time this weekend? Oh, yeah, we've had a blast. What was your favorite part about this weekend? Ooh, um, Batman 66 Pinball might be right up there. 
I see. That's what I was telling everybody my, at home. Fire Emblem for GameCube. Ooh. Hanging out with my friends, too. I mean, you guys are all right. What'd you eat this morning? <laughs> Pasta. For, for breakfast? Yeah. It's a lot of carbs, you know. Well, I was preparing. It's a long day. It's Luigi. Of course he ate pasta. Okay, I just want to make sure. Would Laura, would your wife eat? Would your wife eat? Nothing. Okay. She's in training. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure. So let's play some what day is it. (laughs) As you may or may not know, the rules of what day is it are simple. The answer to every question is either Walter Day, the godfather of competitive gaming, Phil Day, former Galaga world champion, or Tim Shevel Day, former All-Star <laughs> Red Wings goalie. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. This day does not have any children that he knows of. Is it Walter Day, Phil Day, or Tim Shevel Day? Walter Day? Correct. Awesome. That is correct. What, what, show him what he's won, Mike. Yeah, I go to the win pocket. Congratulations. You can have a Slurpee now at 7-Eleven gift card. Congratulations, Chris. And maybe we'll have you on a future episode of What Day Is It? Hey, congratulations, Chris. Mr. Teeter um, and his wife, we hung out with quite a bit uh, over in Milwaukee. It was a blast. Um, So thank you very much for playing. And see what else do we have on the docket tonight. So many things. There's so many things. What we're going to do tonight is we are actually going to be playing. Uh, we're doing a segment we did. Uh, shoot, a while ago. I would say almost two months ago. Um, it is called Forgotten Treasure. Um, we actually mixed it back last. Uh, I think it was at the end of February with uh, Buried Garbage. But mm-hmm. we might go back to that. But the Buried Garbage is not nearly as fun. Yeah. Amazingly enough, it's it's fun to talk about crappy games, but it's it's not fun to play them. Right. They're blend the segments. We'll talk about crappy games and yes. play good ones. So we're just rolling with uh, Forgotten Treasure for uh, yeah. for this point right now. And I do have a special segment because i did make a new intro for it so yeah yeah, so without further ado let's check it out going through your things finding games that were overlooked the greatness is so mistook those forgotten treasures we've got the games you'll want to play you'll never want to put away those forgotten treasures baby all those games you didn't even know you had, and now you can't believe you made it this long without them. Yes! <laughs> so this is Forgotten Treasures, and what we do here on Forgotten Treasures is, it's pretty self-explanatory, but we like to take games that either we played when we were kids, or we played, you know, 10 15 years ago that we just forgot and we have come upon them again and now it's like man i forgot how great this game is sing a nice slow jam yeah (laughs) get back into it yeah i don't know what it was as soon as we came up with that a couple months ago it was like 10 seconds later it was like that's a slow jam i don't know why that's a slow jam but forgotten treasures has to be a slow jam um but we are going to do this with um we're going to start it out with glenn glenn has a couple games that he's been going through and his list is a mile long it's kind of crazy how many games glenn has forgotten about. Um, well, I actually have one game. Games that I've, I've been running across. Because um, uh, 
our original idea was to was to go through a bunch of main and uh, find all the good games and all the bad games that we never heard about. And I have a list that is absolutely huge on <laughs> on both ends because, as you know, uh, main has probably around four thousand different games yeah. that you can play, and. A lot of these games that I picked, I'd, I'd never heard about, or I'd never seen in the wild, never heard anybody talk about. And uh, a lot of them, coincidentally enough, you can find at the Galloping Ghost Arcade, because they they tend to collect a little bit more of the rare stuff. Which is pretty fantastic, really. I mean, it's one of those things that... We, we did it a couple weeks ago. We keep talking about the Midwest Gaming Classic, but it is one of those things when you go to conventions like this, or you just go to an arcade, especially yeah. one like Galloping Ghosts, if if you play MAME and yeah. you finally see one of these games in person, like right. the actual cabinet... It's weird. It's very strange. Yeah. Because you're all of a sudden like, that's right, this is a real game. This is a tangible thing. Yes, yeah, like, this is something someone made, and like people own this. <laughs> yeah. They didn't just download it. Hundreds or thousands oh, yes, of dollars exactly. for this thing. Yeah, exactly. No, weird. Um, but the first game we are going to get to, I believe, is called uh, Astro Blast. Is that correct, Glenn? Uh, yeah, these are. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I, uh, you probably could tell that I don't like Sega Genesis. <laughs> no. Or, uh, Since when? Master Citizen. Seems. Even though I try to ha- hide it very sarcastically. Um, <laughs> But Sega does make a lot of good uh, arcade games. And uh, that was one thing that I found out, is they're definitely in the top five uh, companies that produce games whenever I I go through random games. If it's a Sega game, it's like a one in four chance that it's going to be a good game. Yes. Which is pretty high (laughs) with most... Like, titles up there, too. There's usually a good chance that that's going to be a good game. Konami, of course. Uh-huh. And then, and then Tecmo makes a lot of good games. Yeah. But uh, this first one is Astro Blaster. Mm-hmm. Which is a great game. Um, it actually has voice. It has a voice that talks to you, too. It does. It's this. It's actually, especially from '81. It's one of those voices where actually I thought it was someone doing a fake voice for a video game oh, at really? first, and I was like, "Oh, this yeah. is so cheesy." <clears throat> and then it was like, "Oh, this is the game." And then uh-huh. once I realized it was the game, especially from '81, it was like, "This is really impressive." Huh. Um, but as you can see, it's uh, it's kind of like a Galaga type game. It's yeah. a little more advanced than Galaga. Ship's huge. Yeah, it's a massive ship, and uh, it's a lot. I don't know. This game looks incredibly difficult to me. But you obviously love this game, Glenn. I mean, we wouldn't be talking about it if you didn't. It's true. Yeah, it's a great game. And for some reason, it's playing like... Okay, there it goes. Oh, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm going to restart. Okay, that's like cool. That's slow mo. <clears throat> slow mo seems like it would be better. Yeah, I think that would have helped me get through that sec- section. Yeah, I would like slow mo. I'm a huge fan of slow mo in video games. Me too. That's right. why Max Payne was good. <laughs> oh, is that is like everything in Max Payne slow mo? The oh, cool thing about this game is, yeah, it's a fixed shooter. Yeah. Yeah. But you you have to be accurate with your shots. Yeah. Because it rewards you with accuracy, and you can't just tap the button because your uh, guns will overheat. 
Oh. And the enemy fire looks really hard to discern from the stars in the background. <laughs> Maybe it's just the window we're looking at, but... <laughs> yeah, Man. no, it's not easy. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's one of those games that I can't believe that Glenn actually right. likes. It's like, here, shoot this pixel that's spinning. Pretty much. Yeah, wow. I agree. I it's think crazy. it's kind of nuts that Glenn likes this game as much as he does. But, um, again, this is Astro Blaster, I believe, yes. right? Yeah, I said, my bad. Um, but it is for Sega Arcade, as you saw on the graphic oh. there, uh, released in 1981. Very but cool. What is it about this game that you like? I mean, there's a million games like this, Glenn. Um... I like, uh, like especially with pinball tables, I like games that reward you for being good. Uh, like, there is no there's no accident that <laughs> you got past that or you made that shot. Yeah. You had, to, you had to legitimately have the skill to do it. And, like, right now, I, uh, I just uh, ran out of fuel because I took too much time trying to shoot all the... Thing. So not only in this game do you have to be accurate, you have to do it in a quick fashion, otherwise you'll lose. So That's good stuff. Have you beaten it yet? I don't think you can beat it. What? Every game can be beat. <laughs> if I recall the arcade world records like a hundred and thirty some thousand on TG. That's it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what is your what's your high score so far? Never really kept track because I found with games that I really really like. Yeah, I tend not to like yeah. even really keep track of the score because score don't matter. I, no, I can pick the game up Absolutely. and play it for ten minutes or five minutes or whatever. No, that's true. Yeah, totally. Yeah, what's your uh, what's your record on? What do you like better? Do you like this better in Galaga? Yeah. Really? I can see that. Damn. There's different... Uh, like, uh, with Galaga, the the, sh the enemies are always going to come out the same way every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess that's true. You know, Even I get and sick of Galaga. With this, they, they change it up. Like, the enemies that come out, are, and their movements are always going to be the same, but the thing that differentiates it is every enemy has different movements. They're not just going left to right. You know, they can make zigzag patterns, they can go in loops, they can they well, can know, do a lot of the crazy weapons stuff. overheating and there's some there's some some complexity there. The Astro Blaster goes a little overboard. It's true. No, it's hard to control that thing. Uh, I read the manual of it because they built the ship in real life too. That was that's this was based off of an actual ship that the U.S. military built. Found footage based on a true story. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, they did the best they could in '81, but um, it is it's pretty accurate. Yeah. I'm not sure what uh, system they fought the battle in, but it's I, a game that I would like to see in more main tournaments. Ooh, well, uh, start. We can hopefully start just pitching it. We should start pitching it to Chris Teeter too. Just you know, every once in a while, just be like, hey, Chris, how you doing? You been playing Astro Blaster lately? You're like, what's well, that? What's that? It's, oh, you should find it's a game out. Yeah. That the, like most of those tournaments are games that the community votes on. There we go. Well, so. start, start you, pushing Astro Blaster. You should probably start submitting a score for this game, Glenn. That's right. Somebody needs to sign, hold up a sign at the next WrestleMania that says push Astro Blaster. We'll get this <laughs> going. The other cool part is is you can slow the game down 
but doing so uses a lot of fuel. Huh. So yeah, you can make the sacrifice to uh, slow the game down. Right. Use a little bit more fuel. That's crazy. Just for like right now, I'll I'll do it just as an example. But uh, it's not advice to do it. I I wouldn't do it. I would just learn how to. Is it just the risk is just way too high? Huh. That's crazy how much slower it runs. Yeah, you're not kidding. That's like your special ability of the game is to do slow mo. Cool. Yeah, David, uh, you said that you know every game has uh, an ending. I guess you're right. They're not counting the game over screen. I was counting the game over screen. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean like that's how I play a game. I die game and then the game's over. <laughs> that this, that's how I play other games then. I mean, there's really, I didn't, I, there's no point of sticking with the game, no, right? it's over. It's, it's over, It's right yeah. there on the screen. Yeah, I'm bummed because I'm like, man, I spent 30 bucks on this game. Game over, Game over? All right, bye. Get out the Genesis. <laughs> this is why NHL 94 is so good. There's no game over screen. You can play that forever. It's true. Yep. Even if you're losing 10 to nothing. It's true. You still go to the second period. That's right. <laughs> That's why those soccer games are great. 90 minutes. Yep. It doesn't matter what's going on. <laughs> And I mean, you can, it can be. Usually, it ends when I hit the off button, yeah. but it's still, you know, they're. It's true. It's great. That's why sports games are the best. Obviously, I know all of you guys agree. But. Yeah, totally. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff, Clint. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I, I kind of want to play that game. I and by. I'll load up next to one. Oh, you're gonna load up Pitfall. Pitfall. Yeah. Pitfall two, two though. Electric Boogaloo. Yes. It is the Lost Caverns. Oh, look at this. Reprogrammed by Sega. Lost, Pit, uh, Lost Caverns came out in 84. As you can tell, it definitely looks like the regular right. Pitfall for uh, the Atari or arcade, but obviously a much better graphically, uh, yeah, a much better great. version of it. But, um, yeah, no, this game, I actually didn't realize this was an actual arcade game. And you said it actually did come out for Atari, Glenn? Yeah. Well, I'm surprised a lot of people never heard of Pitfall yeah. 2 on the Atari. It's Pitfall, except with more things that you can do. Like, you can swim in Pitfall 2. Um, it, it had more layers to it instead of just below and above. So There's flaming You could go into rocks. actual caverns. I know, like, would that be the lost caverns that they're referring to in the title of the game? Uh, yes, sir. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's and as, in typical Pitfall fashion, you want to get the treasure... Because not only does the treasure, if you get all the the treasure in a set section, you can you can uh, spawn the uh, ultra treasure at the end that gives you more points. Oh, okay. Jason so Vasiloff just said it is a great game on Atari, terrible on the NES. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The NES had a terrible port. Uh, this Seems is the odd. best version of yeah. Pitfall Two is on the arcade, and not uh, surprising made this one too so sometimes you know nintendo ports not the so greatest great. no i agree smash the greatest not good. but uh, i think it's fire fun. smash brothers oh i thought you meant no, super no. No, sorry kind of. <laughs> sorry glenn what it's was kind that? of cool because this first the first section that you see it starts off like pitfall one yeah and we're just doing every there's right. this you know you see the scorpion you see it's the like, oh, it's this there's again. this line that 
this again. But uh, after you beat this section, you'll see that uh, the game changes and it yeah, it has a lot else. of cool aspects to it. Giant lizard statues? It's kind of got like a boss, out. which I kind of like. I'm a huge yeah. fan of games that have bosses at the end. <laughs> I really don't like a game where you just keep playing and playing and playing and yeah. it's just level after level. It's like, I want to fight a boss. And by boss, I mean a guy that is probably four or five times bigger yeah, than yeah, you. Yeah, right. He's like a Karnoff at the end of the day. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, or, you know, like I always bring it up, like Gold Max. It's like yeah. you just got the little elf, and then all of a sudden there's this massive horse yep. dude. Yep. He's not really a horse, because horses don't look like that. This is true. And they also don't walk on hind legs and don't carry battering rams yeah. with them. And try to kill you. Yes, exactly. Well, th they, that they might do. Horses do try to kill you, that's true. I feel like if, a hor if horses learned how to just walk on hind legs, the first thing they would do is just is slaughter true. humanity. Because yep. why right. wouldn't they? Yeah, get on my back. <laughs> exactly. Your cattle have sharp teeth. I always think about that with the animal kingdom. There's so many animals where if they just if they just figured it out. Yeah, I mean cats are obvious. Yeah, well, if they were any bigger. Oh. Dead. Oh yeah. Well, even even like spiders. I know you're not a big fan of spiders, no, but just nope. think about that. I'd rather not. Yeah, I know you wouldn't, but I mean it's pretty. <laughs> I actually no, heard a story on the radio. The, the, the science journal did a study on that and said oh. if spider. <laughs> this is one of those stupid things. Obviously, but like, if spiders realized how much they outnumbered us, they oh, yeah. they said they said uh, conservatively they could overtake humanity in three months. <laughs> like if, they, if they worked together. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's if they worked together, yeah. Which hopefully this never happens. Yeah. Um, Let's make sure that CERN isn't working on any spider control technology. Wouldn't that Shut suck? Off the Hadron Collider. Let's do this. Wouldn't that suck if you went to CERN? And you just looked in the room, and there's just... And in this room, we're working on letting spiders organize with each other. Yeah, and it's like, why? Why are you doing that? I was for you guys. Like, I'm funding your guys' Science, project. So, you know, we can. We just want to see. They <laughs> d they all read Jurassic Park. Larry was curious. <laughs> we watched Jurassic... We did a Jurassic Park arachnophobia movie marathon. And after we got done talking about how good John Goodman is and everything, we decided, what if spiders could think and cooperate and work together yep and have ambition right. yeah and it's one of those things like how did you get that out of that but know. people people read 1984 and think it's a good idea so it's true unfortunately it's the downside of science fiction i'm not sure why oh, we're talking yeah. about this but yeah. we are so um. alligators <laughs> jumping on those alligators we got the bird yes this is classic pitfall yeah i was gonna say and you can go except for the lightning yeah the lightning <laughs> is new what's going on did a nuke yeah, go off yeah, this is this is post North Korea. <laughs> yeah, this looks. It seems like underground, except for I mean, obviously the scorpions are down there and they're a bummer. But I mean, all you could do is jump over them. This is true. And they're just they're guarding money. What do scorpions have to anything to so do with money? Scorpion, the natural enemy of the spider, has got to hoard dollars. That's the only way he's going to combat this organized spider militia. That is true. That would be the one thing that could save us. Is that all of us as spiders Shorts. became obs just as obsessed yeah. with money as George humans did? Scorpioros has got to get all his money together and fight off these spiders. Which I, I figure, with enough time, we could figure this out. Oh yeah, guarantee you we could figure this out. I feel like that's why I was like the three month oh. point. I'm like the three month. I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, I'm like, that's presupposing that we're just well, letting it happen. Well, here's the thing. 
60% of humanity just going to kill themselves. As soon as they realize spiders are sentient and organized. No, you're probably right. I'll probably yeah. be with that, actually. Yeah. That, actually, that sounds like the way to go. Yeah. Over half of people are just going to off themselves immediately. Yeah, so actually three months, maybe that's... Maybe that is the conservative like, estimate. Oh, spiders can organize now. I guess I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> and the spiders are like, yeah, that's fine. Right. If in fact, they're, I bet they're counting on it. It's they, part of the plan. Oh, they could. I never thought Damn about it. that. Damn it. Bad <laughs> I forgot about that room. Wow. But, uh, yeah, eventually you get a... You get to the caverns, which allows for swimming, which wasn't in the first pitfall. They have a balloon section where you have to grab onto these balloons Jeez. and float your way up to the top. Really? They have oh wow! A mine cart section where you have to ride mine carts down to a cavern. This is crazy. You're welcome, Jason. It's and it's got an ending to it. So. Oh, it does oh, have an ending. Sweet. Oh, just, well, just Pitfall Harry like. Pitfall. Harry. <laughs> That's his name, Pitfall Harry. Is it really? I'm almost positive the main character of Pitfall. Oh, is I did not Harry. realize. It is. Oh, yep, I thought you were just making it up. <laughs> no, this isn't, this isn't Daryl Hoodie. Daryl Hoodie. Is... He's a real man. <laughs> you invented the hooded sweatshirt. Oh, Pitfall 2, that's well, crazy. Yeah, Nick, what's that, uh, what's that game that's on the desk next to Christina? Oh, this is my forgotten treasure, and this is the game that actually, I bought this game specifically. Let's uh, bring it up here. This game right here, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, is the sole reason I bought an Xbox. I actually bought the game six months before I bought an Xbox because I was (laughs) saving. Saw the cover and went. Yeah. Oh yeah, I bought it immediately. Yep. Um. And not surprisingly, I was. uh, I'm. I'm a big Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. Yeah. Great show. But so I saw that Xbox. I was mulling it over. What am I gonna buy? Xbox. PlayStation 2, Xbox, PlayStation 2. Which one's got Buffy? It, but that was basically it. I went. Some more Buffy on the Xbox. Yeah, I get in a little dorky fan magazine. They had a you know article on it. I was like Xbox, it is. Oh, I forgot there was a Buffy fan magazine. Oh yeah, there was. This was not. This is not. It wasn't pre-internet, but. The internet is definitely was definitely yeah. not what oh, it yeah. was. This is late nineties, early two thousands. <laughs> but um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is amazingly enough, most TV show tie-in games are pure garbage. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But this one's actually awesome. I mean, it really is. This one, and not just because uh, I love the show, which definitely helped me. Uh, let's see, it came out in his Electronic Arts two thousand two. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like Tomb Raider, honestly, except I. I think it's a much easier way, uh, a much easier game than Tomb Raider. Just play. You can actually play well, it. Well, the original Tomb Raider's controls were bad. I don't even understand. I still have the original yeah. for Xbox, and to me, like, I don't even. It Real doesn't bad. even make sense. Real bad. Yeah, but um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was uh, action adventure, but it had a really good story on it. And if you're a big Buffy fan, um, you would recognize all of the characters. Actually, o- outside of Sarah Michelle Gellar, I think it has every single character uh, voice actor in the show. They couldn't get her though. They couldn't get her. Yeah, <laughs> everyone else though. Though the I'm voice not, they got is like perfect. I'm not doing a video game voice, agent. <laughs> exactly. Um, Who do you think I am? I'm freaking Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Which is funny because now it's like people like fight to be in video oh, yeah. games. 
But 15, 20 years ago, that is definitely not how it was. No, not, not, not at all. Um, but for a cult television show to get a game of this caliber was yeah. a pretty big deal. Um, and it wasn't just me. I actually today was reading up all on the reviews from the major publications yeah. at the time. And it got great reviews across the board. So I was like, oh, That's I'm not great. like crazy. Um, but good, good controls. Um, you play as Buffy. Uh, Buffy Summers, obviously, and it, but it is a full story. There's full cutscenes. Yeah. Giles is your watcher. Dialogues there. The, the tons that, of dialogue. It's yes. It's got that Whedon snark. Looks like. Completely yes. It actually yeah. wasn't written by Joss Whedon, but someone who did a very good job of acting like Joss was Whedon. Chad Whedon. No, <laughs> it wasn't one of his many. I feel like he has so many siblings. <laughs> yes. It's like every ten years, it's my other younger brother. It's like, wait, who produced this episode of Agents of Shield? <laughs> I know. There's another Whedon brother. I know. They're young. Like they're yeah. they're way younger than I am, and they're doing just damn. They're doing a good job with everything they touch. I don't know what was in that the water in that family household, <laughs> but um, I'm going to play a little bit of it. Yeah. I, I started some of it let's, earlier today. Let's do. And the the coolest part, and this is my game from like 15 years ago, which is awesome. But this is you're resuming a save from 15 years ago. No, I'm not actually. I'm going to because I'm it's towards the end, and I okay. I suck at the game now. Okay. Um, but I'm going to bring some of it up. It's a really fun game to play, but um, yeah, and as a uh, da, 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 sorry, and as a Buffy fan, the most exciting part about this game uh -huh. was that you could do silly things to non-fans, but you could play in the library, which is like a main plot point of the yeah. first three seasons of Buffy. So, yeah. being able to like it's like headquarters. Yeah, you can walk around Sunnydale High School That's too. Great. So, it's really fun. Um, but let me try to get into some of the action here. That's, so good. that's Xander and Willow yeah, and Cordelia. That's and the gang's all here. Cordy. Gang's all there, and you can talk to everybody. Yep. Uh, we're going to go outside of the library right now. Come I on. I already talked. Tip. I don't want During it. meetings, approach each gang member. I already talked to him. I, I thought I saved Is there those. like a crip or a blood you need to? Oh, okay. See? It's Anthony Stewart heads. Of course it is. Which is awesome. Uh, except not show up for the Entertainment right. Weekly reunion right. issue. I don't know what was up with that. But. He was too busy doing Repo, the genetic opera. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jason Vassiloff, if anyone asks you to be in a game, you say yes. <laughs> now, yeah, in 2001, that was not the case. That's right. But, um, ooh. Super you, Cyclone Backfest. Yes, and you just, you learn, you learn and uh, do different fighting methods in Fun the game, too. Stuff. Fun fact, uh, Buffy's axe is called a hungamunga. What? For real? That's what it's called in real life. That's a real weapon that actually was used. What, you mean the scythe? The the axe thing, the slayer axe with the weird... Yeah, no, the scythe, the yeah. Spike. Yeah, it's called a hungamunga. That's a real weapon, huh? Yeah, they didn't just invent thing. that for the nope. show? Nope. Yeah, that was in season seven of Buffy. So they had to make them in that Forge and Fire reality No kidding. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's what they had to do to kill the first. Mm -hmm. That's how they killed the yep. final bad right. guy in Buffy in the last that's season. Right. Oh, the scythe is awesome. Or at least that's what I... Yeah, I think that's what they called it was the scythe. I don't know what they called it. Nathan Fillion was the bad guy. This is true. <laughs> do you think that they still use the Dewey Decimal System? Oh, for sure. Oh my god, absolutely. They barely had computers on the show. The Willow was a whiz. That's true. 
She was the one person who knew how computers worked. It was hilarious. This is 1997, right. so if you're too young to remember the 90s, and you watch Buffy, and you're like, what are right. you talking about? They're using the internet to find everything. That is such a lie. Yeah. And uh, you, uh, what's it called? I remember reading interviews and with Joss Whedon. He'd be like, yeah, the internet was pretty much... You know, non-existent, but it was the way around everything. It was the magical thing. Yes. You know what what just surprises me right then and there? What? That person handed you a weapon in the middle of a school. Listen, it's a crossbow, man. Yeah, well, that's that was the beauty of Buffy. Is, I mean, it was just non-stop school violence. This is true. Which they actually got in trouble for when Columbine happened, obviously. It was one of those, the worst timing ever. Mm -hmm. They shot an episode, of course, like six months prior to Columbine. But they actually had an episode where one of the characters in the episode brought a gun to school and was planning on killing everyone. And it was to air, I think it was the week after, two weeks after Columbine um, in season three. And just one of those things where they they were kind of like, oh, crap. And luckily it didn't have much to do with... They couldn't couldn't just say, "Uh, guys, there's vampires in the show. Come on. <laughs> Which, and it was one of those episodes where there was no... Give like, us a break. He wasn't... Was, yeah. There was no supernatural. Well, uh, I think she could just, read minds, but it, was, uh, it wasn't okay. anything like that. It was just Jonathan. He was bringing a sniper right. gun to school, and he was just shooting people from the bell Jeez. tower. Ooh. But, um... I, I thought I set this up to get into gameplay. I'm sorry, you guys. That's okay. Um, you but if you guys haven't checked it out, I'm sure you could... Yeah. Well, I should say you should get it for cheap, but it... Yeah. It might not be a cheap game, actually, now, because it is 15 years old. But it's a total blast. Um, I played it for about an hour earlier today, as you could see. That was actually my gameplay. Um, And it's not an easy game to get. It's an easy game to get into, but it it takes a while to... It's a hard game. Yeah. It's a very difficult game. But it is cool. You get to choose from weapons. And when you get to stake a vampire, it makes the same Stop. noise it does on the Is TV there a show. musical level or no? <laughs> this came out right before the musical oh, really? episode, okay. yes. Uh, I think this came out after season All right. five or during season oh, okay. six. So. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I think it had been in development for the, the Dreamcast okay. beforehand, and then it eventually moved to Xbox. Which there's like so many different developers, yeah. so they probably started making the game right when the game came mm-hmm. out or the TV show it's came out. Bronze, this but is ridiculous. I haven't watched Buffy in a couple of years, so this is like I know I know all these places and all these characters. <laughs> it's great, it's amazing. And how's the combat? The combat's pretty good. Um, it's an Xbox controller, obviously, and I don't have a stake with me, so I need to equip myself. But Come on. Oh, jeez. It's rapid fire. I mean, you really do have to be constantly paying attention. And you develop new moves by, um, as the game goes on. Come on, I want to stake a vampire. Um, <laughs> and like you saw in the library, you saw that Giles was teaching you a new move, which um, you can do that. And once you get your Slayer strength up, you can actually, uh, what's it called? You get... A little extra power. See, now they dust and dust. Awesome. Um, but that's kind of how the game goes. Ooh. And you move up and up and up, and you get to play through all of Sunnydale, California's um, favorite stomping grounds. Um, yeah. But it's a really fun game if you guys have never checked it out. There's actually a sequel called Buffy uh, the Vampire Slayer Chaos Bleeds, um, <laughs> which is awesome because Faith's in it. Um, any, anyone who knows Buffy knows that Faith's like the greatest character in TV show history. Um, <laughs> next to Buffy, Summers. But uh, it's That's a really like fun. Like Kermit Trout 
and Sal Goodman. <laughs> oh yeah, well I'm with you there, dude. <laughs> God, this uh, is so hard. This is the second level. It's and it's almost like you have to keep combo strings going. Or that that's stuck. basically the key. Is it's all combo strings and um. Like I said, you have to wait for the top bar, the purple bar, is yeah. your slayer strength, and the bottom bar is your actual health. Oh. But, and like I said, it's been way too long what? since I've played you it. You are but barely touching this dude. I know. Is there a black button? Is there a die yeah, he's button? he's dead. Yeah, there's so a die button, because I just died. Buffy, so she's <laughs> so one thing I noticed is that <laughs> you drop the stake whenever you get hit. It is, yeah, it's tough. So... Oh. Can the vampire stake you, pick it up, and use it against you? No, but they will bite you, which takes a ton of health away. Um, so th there you go. That's the uh, when when yeah, you're doing a way better job than I am already. Um, and then if you want to equip, you hit the black button gotcha. to equip yourself. But um, super fun game. I know I've said that like ten times, but dude, you're already way better than me. Oh shoot, that was sweet. And I'm assuming you can you can use basically anything that's lit up. So there's anything wooded in this game basically becomes a weapon, and you can use uh you know see there you oh, go. environmental kills that. that's great environmental kills absolutely um, yeah and this guy sucks he's like impossible especially at this <laughs> point I don't know what Xander and Cordy are doing there it's ridiculous that they would be there right now but Mr. Janae <laughs> using, yeah. using the crappy hit detection tool right. advantage. <laughs> Oh, and I kept oh. tips on. You can turn all this stuff off. Oh my god. Alright, come on. Let me let me out of this corner. But there's favorite bad guys, angels in it, spikes obviously in it. The main bad guy's the master who even oh. though he's died like three times all up right. until this point, he's back. This is like the dark souls of video games. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, there's a it looks like there's a pinball game in the background too. That's pretty awesome. It is. We're gonna check that out in a second. If yeah. Get so, out of get stopped. Yeah, I was gonna say you are not even remotely It's a buffy It's pinball. a buffy pinball game, sweet. <laughs> oh cameras. Cameras. Whoop. <laughs> nope. Nope. God, nope. you're not even touching this guy. I know, it's ridiculous. You do have a crossbow, but oh. I don't think that's gonna do much for nope. you right now. Though I wonder, I wonder oh. actually if you talk to oh head stop oh she dead you know what she you did. could I wonder if this you collect crystals in this game yeah um and you can get magic and then Willow oh, can make okay. you stronger but um uh, that's probably enough of Buffy but um if you guys want to check it out Buffy. I agree it's a total blast you guys it really is one of my great. favorite games and I don't know why I haven't played it in so long mainly because my Xbox I mean, has been in a great. box for it's like hard. fourteen games it's definitely hard. I just wish it was more like. I feel like it's all pacing. Oh it, no, it is. And you did it right, actually, yeah. the way you were fighting them, keeping the bad. See if the vampire's biting oh. you right now. But I mean, she's a slayer, so you have superpower. Yeah. But um, what is the final game that you yeah, have for us, Glenn? It's a uh, repulse, another Sega game. Probably my favorite arcade Sega game that I've came across so far. Yeah, I remember a couple months ago you were super obsessed with this game. Yeah, I can... This is a great game. It's uh, pretty much like a bullet hell. And uh, a bullet hell fixed shooter where it's not scrolling. But there's a lot of great, great elements to this game. Uh-huh. Uh, in order to get to, uh, some power-ups, 
you have to do you have to shoot certain targets at a certain time and uh there's a plane that drives above well i'll just play a game real quick okay Next cool time. explain it while i'm doing it turn it down a little bit here repulse repulse seems like an odd name for a game like is it like repulsive like would you really want to play that game <laughs> don't play this yeah, thing it stinks <laughs> there's a there's an actual smell to the cartridge uh, the, there's a couple complaints I have with it. Also, if you're into Satan's Hollow, it has that same shield mechanic where you can hit the shield button oh. Oh, and block okay. any enemy or any shot. Um, cool. But it has a great soundtrack, and they don't use the music. They only use the music at like for like five second clips in certain huh. parts of the game. Really? That's kind of odd. So it's just silent and, uh, otherwise. Pretty much all my complaints are with the sound, especially when you get the special weapon. It's so annoying, the sound that it makes. It's entertaining as hell to watch. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, first Whoa. level is you're just trying to... You want to stay in the middle of the screen during most of it. The graphics are pretty... I don't know, the background's like kind of impressive to me. Yeah, the perspective stuff that they've got going on. Is yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. It reminds me of... It's um, graphically far better, but there's... Have you ever played the game Solaris yeah. on uh, Atari? Yeah. It's one of, one of the few games on Atari that actually is like really graphically impressive. Mm -hmm. You can tell it must have been later in the right. cycle. Um, but that's kind of what this... It's not the same thing, because Solaris, you're kind of like moving up. Right. You're constantly moving. But that's a... That's an addictive game. Hard is, of course, hard as hell. Like every right. single Atari game, but um, this does look. I admit, I think I might have played this a couple months ago, Glenn, when you first told me about it. And not surprisingly, I was uh, I was really good. <laughs> um, it's probably the best yes, ever. But it, it is fun though. No, it it's great. just this actually almost kind of reminds me of because of what it is, uh, Space Harrier. Like yeah, a very perspective. early version yeah, of it. Yeah, the perspective is definitely... Yeah, yeah. they're actually so did, coming forward. Yeah. We did Astro Blaster first, so this is like the sequel, and like you said, Space Harrier would probably be like the... Yep. Yep. The trilogy. Um, mm -hmm. Thing is, is on this, uh, when the sun comes up, if you shoot it, you get points. Of you want to kind of... Oh, does it really? Green. Yeah. Uh, this also has one of my uh, favorite video game moments ever. It's in the fourth level. You see in the background, uh, the enemy just released hundreds of ships, and then it all hundred like all those like ships that they release come to the foreground and just start barraging you. It's huh. like one of the most intense moments that you'll ever get. Yeah, I was watching a lot of gameplay earlier today, and there's a couple parts of this game where I don't know how anyone could play it. Right. Like, it's just, it's too much. Like, it's actually, to tell you the truth, it was, it sounds so stupid, but it was, like, completely giving me anxiety watching it. Because <laughs> it, because there was nothing you right. could do. Yeah. It was just non-stop, and it was, yeah. was kind of messing with my head. That's why, that's why I'm not into the bullet hell usually, because it's, it's a lot of that. No, I, it's funny, I never, 
I never thought about that uh, until probably a month ago when we were playing Tame yeah. in the Mame, yep. and you were playing one of those games, and you said that. You're like, it's just, I like, I can't do it. <laughs> and I'm like, I never thought about that. Yeah, those are very uh, high-anxiety oh, games, yeah. which is pretty funny. Um, not funny, but just kind and of... It's, and it's weird to think that, like... Weird that you would put yourself through that. Yeah, it's weird, it's weird to think that the, the bullet hell genre has kind of existed almost as long as there have been shooters like this. Almost basically since video games Just the came sheer out. volume of things happening on the screen you'd think would be a newer generation issue, but... Yeah. No. It is not. Because growing up, you're used to, like, oh, you're, you're, you're Nintendo, and, like, oh, if there's more than, like, three dudes on the screen, everything's going to slow down and get real crappy. Pretty much. But no, not these games. <laughs> and uh, just for program notes... Tomorrow night, we are going to be playing Frozen Yogurt, part, like, 65 or whatever. Um, Josh Houseland will be in studio again playing Frozen Yogurt, which, of course, is uh, the game Shining Force. We will be playing Frozen Yogurt for Steam DLCs, and we'll cut to the online roster. Of course, you'll be able to pick from one of these characters, and we'll be picking a couple more up. I think we'll be picking at least one more up tomorrow. Um, but I'm not sure if that will be during the first battle or second battle. So these are the characters you will be choosing from, and of course you can win Steam DLCs. You guys uh, have probably seen this before, but if there's anyone out there watching who hasn't, uh, we do this usually on Thursday nights, and tomorrow will be no exception. Thursday night will be Frozen Yogurt Night, which is cool. Shining Force, and you can win your chance to get Steam DLCs of Shining Force, or if you've already won uh, Steam DLC of Shining Force 1 or 2, we have other DLCs we can give you as well. Cool. So check us out tomorrow night, because it is Frozen Yogurt Thursday. Very cool. But um, it's always fun. Josh is an extremely good player. Uh, at Shining Force. <laughs> that's, that's like, I've never spoke English before. He's good at games. <laughs> good, he do good for, for shining. He shines the force real good. I'm a freaking caveman. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we only got a couple minutes left. Um, Friday, we are actually going to be playing another uh, edition of this game. Right. I am back on um, the game. Thank God, because that pinball game Yeah, that pinball game was brutal. It was not going to last. No. Um, but I'm going to be playing, actually, Contra 2, which I'm really good at. I'm, ooh, I'm really good at Contra 1. But um, I've really actually never played Contra 2. I played it a little bit, but um, I think that it is still Contra. Yeah. So I think, unlike Lost Levels like last time, I will actually it's not fundamentally flawed, so you can get yeah, good at it. Yeah, and I won't be like despondent <laughs> and suicidal afterwards. Um, but I actually think, especially with uh, Glenn's guidance, I will actually be able to progress live on the show, playing Contra Two. It's good. It won't be you smashing your head. What do you? Brick wall. What do you? What? I don't play Contra Two. But you yeah, still yeah. are good at Contra, so you can help me out. Oh yeah. You've Maybe. played Contra Two th- before, though, right? No. You've never really played that one. Yeah, but you have played it before. Why eat peanut butter when you can eat caviar? Okay, whatever. But, well, <laughs> but you, I'm just saying you have. You, yeah, peanut butter is phenomenal. I actually would prefer peanut butter to caviar, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> I figured it could go the other way around. Why eat caviar when you got peanut you butter? You a whole tub of peanut butter. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and creamy 
Get yourself a chunky or whatever. Bar. I think they're both good. Oh. You got some dipping to do. Oh my god. No what is not good on you know what peanut butter does not go well with? Graham crackers. Yeah, it's too dry. It's not. It was me it's and my. Dry. This is this is fifteen twenty years ago, and me and my buddies were hanging out, and that's all we had in the house was peanut butter and graham crackers. So we're like, this is gonna be awesome. Nothing to drink. It was awful. <laughs> no, I think we had some uh, some beers. <laughs> oh. Which is why it seemed like a good idea. It was yeah. awful. It was really, we took one bite to eat and we were like, oh, we're like, how do two things that we both think are wonderful make just a massacre of nasty tastes? <laughs> but, <laughs> so, um, yeah, don't don't eat peanut butter on graham crackers. Unless you're into that. You know, if you like it, that's awesome. I mean, and you I, can eat nacho cheese and Oreos. You can eat anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I like I love both of them. Do not, you like that? It's not as bad as you think it would oh. be. <laughs> that sounds really horrifying. Though I kind of now want both of those. That mm-hmm. I mean, not together, but like if there was a bowl of nacho cheese and then someone had a thing of Oreos. I'd do it. I mean, I'd do it. Just like if there was ranch dressing, I'd dip it. But I like ranch dressing with anything. This is true. I'd, I'd dip, you know, raw leather and just <laughs> string it off. <laughs> that would be good, actually. Oh. I think that would be all right. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. But... The rails. Yep, we have. But you know the upside of being off the rails? This is true. Is it's the end of the show. It is. And that's why we're probably off the rails. Oh, yeah. Um, again, everybody, thank you so Absolutely. much for watching. Uh, again, we've been playing Forgotten Treasures, so uh, if you guys like any of these games, check them out. And yeah. please check out Buffy for Xbox. It's awesome. Yeah. You might, I mean, shoot, 15 years later, you might even be able to find an emulation somewhere online. but Maybe. Or not. Who knows? Maybe it wasn't popular enough. Just go buy it. Uh, but like we said, uh, tune in tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, 7 Pacific, for Frozen Yogurt, where Josh is going to be playing some more Shang Force, and we're going to be giving away more Steam DLCs. Uh, and, of course, like we have mentioned, tomorrow night at 9 p.m. on the CW, H1Z1 Fight for the Crown. Please tune in. We know we will. And then right after you finish watching us, come join us for some uh, Frozen Yogurt fun. Um, but for myself, my co-host, Mike Janae, it's good to have you back. Absolutely. Glenn up in the Skype. Nice job again with your forgotten treasures, Glenn. We, uh, as always, learn far more than, um, well, you have more to, you have more to say than I ever do, but, um, <laughs> you have more to give knowledge-wise, there's no doubt about that. Um, but, my goodness. <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys, and hopefully we will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good night. Share, like us on Facebook. If you could, that'd be great. And set it on the screen page, too. And thank you, Christina. And Mike will be back tomorrow. I know all of you guys are going.